How's it going, Katanning? Welcome back to the Greatest City in the World podcast. Uh, I'm here for Mental Health Monday, four in a row. It, this is becoming a thing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we have a lot of momentum, a lot of things that need to be um, addressed. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and the comments that we get are just so helpful. So as you guys are listening today, if you have something that piques your interest or you have like a, a thought or a topic, um, we would love to hear from you. So just be thinking about that as you're listening and um, don't be afraid to stop the video type in the comment, and then continue on. So uh, we're going to go through another viewer submission today, but we thought maybe valuable today to kind of go back to what it means to calibrate the body. Yes. Because uh, even as you're taking in this information, if mm -hmm. you've had a crazy day or a crazy week or a crazy two years mm -hmm. like everyone else has, yes, <laughs> it would be helpful just to take a step back. What does it mean to calibrate our bodies? And then you'll actually be able to take in the information we talked about today in a greater way. In a much greater way, yeah. right? So um, let's go back to what it means to calibrate the body. What we want to be in is a parasympathetic state, which quickly, easy way to remember it, rest and digest, all right? And so God has given us the ability to exert influence over two major mechanisms in our bodies that we're functioning under when we're under sympathetic autonomic, which is fight or flight. Yeah. All right. So those two indicators that we see on functional MRIs, by the way, are that instead of the oxygen going to the diaphragm so that the body can avail itself of what it needs to in all the major organ groups and all of our muscular structure and everything, right, to function the way it needs to be, which is homeostasis, we have to have the oxygen to the diaphragm and not concentrated in the lungs for a power strike, all right? So as I indicated earlier, I believe at some point, we talked about how breathing is something that many, many people are knowing about and hearing about. And again, it's excellent to know the what, but we've got to know the how, right? And we need to know the why. The why is so important so that we can use it when we're feeling like we're in a state of fight or flight. Yeah. Even if we're not feeling like we're in a state of fight or flight, it's important to be calibrating meaning we're going to encourage our bodies to be in the parasympathetic in the rest and digest on a regular basis, just like we're doing push-ups, sit-ups, whatever to train our bodies. This is a, a key component for us to be in a state of health baseline. Yeah. So, do you, do you find that the longer that you've done this, like, do you find yourself like naturally when you're in a stressful situation that you'll start to breathe deeply yes. or breathe with your belly instead yes yeah? yes and okay. i hear a lot of my participants say the same thing we yeah. don't want to get stuck in it though because it tends to be like a pressure release valve yeah. and then we don't go on to the mind and emotion <laughs> right. all right but today let's just get the importance of body in there sure. so that we can start having this be part of a regular beginning yeah. before we go into the other stuff yeah so what do, no? you, what yes? do we do okay yeah well let's try I'm, it i'm sorry i just acted spanish on you I'm like no and then <laughs> yes <laughs> so <laughs> all right um breathing to the diaphragm yeah put your hands on the bellies and make it rise and fall by bringing your breath past the lungs visually in your imagery past the lungs into the stomach into the diaphragm and if you have trouble doing that put your hand on your chest area 
and make sure the diaphragm area is rising first. So what we're doing is we're giving the body a proper exchange of oxygen and CO2. And when that proper exchange doesn't get a chance to happen, that's the beginning of the body signaling itself that it needs to be out of a state of rest and digest. It's like scuba divers who come up too fast and get the bends. Do you know that reference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you guys out there know that <laughs> reference? Um, I, you know, and, and it's a very good reference, actually, because I was uh, speaking with a participant and mentioned this exchange and he's and he said oh like scuba diving and I said and I said yes and I had I had found the example before um so there are lots and lots of things I mentioned this because there's lots of things out there if you start paying attention you're going to start seeing how this really applies just walking around yeah there's mm -hmm. a lot of things like you talk about meditation and stuff mm -hmm. like that is like that's the new thing. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many books on mm -hmm. meditation and how to properly do it and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And so much of that practice is proper breathing right. techniques and right. self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And all these things are like nuggets of truth that are part mm -hmm. of this kind of greater whole of what yes. we're talking about. So yes. it's yes. pretty cool as you learn these things. It's like, like I send you articles all the time because mm -hmm. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. I'll send an article be like, oh my gosh, look at this. They're mm -hmm. like, they have a piece of it. But, it, right. you know, here's X, Y, and Z of like why it's not fully complete. Right. And so we're, we're hoping that this would be, not that we are like the arbiters of all the answers of life. No, but. no, it's just like the ABC, um, one, two, three, do, re, mi. <laughs> it's the baseline yeah. to make everything else out there more effective, creative, and whole. Yeah. It's, and we just really believe this blending of all the things that are being revealed right now of how mm -hmm. creation works and, and the knowledge of the truth of God. And when you bring those two things together, it's just really, it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, and that's where, that's where it's at. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it doesn't have value. It doesn't mean that along your way of however this is beneficial for you isn't right where you're supposed to be in learning, discovering, and doing it. Yeah. It's not a it's not a pressure campaign in any way, shape, or form. Lord knows that would have turned me around and made me run <laughs> right out the door. So, <laughs> so we did our we got our deep breathing. Hopefully, you at home are doing the mm -hmm. same thing. Prepare your body, and then with the other one is the the vision. So, what what's vision. your exercise for that? So the exercise for that. I'm not sure what angle I am, but um, hopefully <laughs> you can see that the index fingers need to be nose height, right? And what we're going to do is we're going to incorporate the peripheral vision muscles. I feel like I better All back right. up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you get hit. This is great. <laughs> um, so, yes. So we do this. All right. Um, because when we are in fight or flight, our vision is hooded in an attempt to be certain that either something coming at us, we can fight and we're not going to get distracted by things around us, or we can find the quickest means of egress, again, without getting distracted, all right? Um, so we want to get our vision out of that. Some people will experience tunnel vision, so that's a very common walking around out there kind of um, ex uh, example of this, right. <laughs> all right? Yeah, um, and migraines, migraines are a huge component of it as well. So fingers in front, index fingers straight up. Keep the center of your vision wherever you're looking that opens up first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to bring these back. Just keep <laughs> right. your eyes in the middle where yes, you started, right? Yes, where you started. It's helpful to wiggle your fingers sometimes. 
so that you can get that full range of vision opening up. So, so you kind of watch with the, watch in your peripherals, the fingers go out, but keep your focus correct. in front. Correct. Keep the focus in front so that you have a panoramic vision, yeah. um, vision field. And then to check it, see what you can see on your right, see what you can see on your left with past your finger range. Because it's not just a check, it's actually an expansion. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. There was this lady, um, she would come... She used to come to church, and she talked about how she would get so angry with her husband. Mm -hmm. Like we were doing, like she was wanted counseling, mm -hmm. and so. Which, by the way, I'm the bad. I'm the wrong person to come to for that. But she told me the story <laughs> on how her husband. She would get so mad at him. She'd be like, "I literally, I lose control of myself, and I literally see red." And then when we were talking about this later on, I was like, "That's what she had. She that, had like this tunnel vision. Like uh -huh. she was just gonna kill this guy." And yeah, and we literally see red. Well, I say we because I used to literally see red as well. Yeah, it's those, that's those vein contractions in the back of the eye of what's happening and it surges so quickly because the blood rush is surging so quickly to where it needs to go that we literally see red and that's the other thing guys you're going to hear all kinds of phrasing out there that we draw from and use colloquially that are in reference to what we're talking about like right. seeing red yeah and now you're like wow okay that's what that means and that's mm -hmm. why that's actually true in a thing and now i can uh, do something about it absolutely <laughs> All right, so we may not take that much time to go through those each time, no, but well, we'll just we just want to like introduce those things because mm -hmm. they're incredibly important. Right. And so many things on mental health leave out the body, mm -hmm. and um, for us to not address mm -hmm. it would be a disservice to everyone. Big time. Yeah. And so the body mind um, connection is being talked about a lot, mm -hmm. but how emotion can take the body right back is not. Yeah. So again, those are building blocks that I hope. Um, we'll be able to move through and cover. Um, we agreed, right, mm -hmm. that we'll start with the body, but not that full explanation every time. That's sure. something that hopefully you can put a link or something yeah. to to drop in there, and then that way we can just, like, start and <laughs> <laughs> reference it and then start. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, into our comment for the day, uh, this is from Summer on YouTube. I mm -hmm. thought it was really good. And um, it was in it was in relation when we were talking about COVID and kind of how that's played with all of our mental health and taking up so much of our mind space. Mm -hmm. That's where this comment's coming from. But I think there's a much bigger implication to it. So I'm just going to read it and then we'll talk talk through it. Okay. So it says, I feel like one's ability to escape the onset of peer pressure from another because their belief differs from our belief or the decision or or decision can be challenging. We are forced, encouraged, or ridiculed by employers, coworkers, family, and friends to feel obligated to what we are reluctant in doing so that others felt safe. And, um, you know, I don't want to get into like a big political discussion about COVID, and that's not, not why we're here. But I, as I read that comment, I was just like, man, that is obviously really pertinent over the last couple of years. And in, in a good way, right? Because right. we, we don't want to offend. We don't, I think people, no. there has been a lot of grace in the system, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. where we were just like, man, I just want to like care for other people. And as it's dragged on, obviously those warm mm -hmm. and fuzzies have all, there. there's none of that left no. <laughs> at all. Um, but we've gone deeper and deeper into feeling attacked right, right. Yeah. and not just people not not any one side or any one belief just because 
it's been attached like you were talking about what's wrong with andy yeah because it's been so there so wherever we turn it's so there right yeah and for me it was like it was literally like it was almost like a spiritual it was literally attached to me Mm -hmm. and when that thing was gone it was just like i'm like i'm back i felt like i was a new person (laughs) again yeah and um but then i i got to thinking about that comment i was like okay i've known a lot of people in my life who it doesn't it doesn't feel to me like they can ever live their actual life Mm -hmm. that they've been called to live Mm -hmm. because they're so concerned about other people's opinions or, you know, they don't want to disappoint their mom and dad or grandma that hasn't been around for 20 years. And Mm -hmm. it's like, they're still making decisions based off of that out of what I think is a good intention in their heart. I would think so too. But it's like, you can, you can almost, it's like a palpable feeling. You can just feel that like it's dragging them back from I'm holding like, them back from what they have for what god has for them i'm like suffocating over here yeah. as i'm listening to the description well that's what i thought um. about as i was reading that i was just like wow that's i mean that's a real big problem right right so where does that uh, those feelings that that kind of like obligation to mm-hmm. another person mm-hmm. which by the way it's good to live for other people it's, to it's, serve to right. serve in 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 their best interests but like there's a line where that also. becomes yeah <laughs> it has to be an also right yeah. um and so two things as i was listening to you describe it one the bullying component that we talked about last week yeah because we sure don't experience that in school and then grow out of it right mm. we <laughs> we still have that same kind of make me feel okay make me feel better kind of functioning from some people out there right and not some people as some people's kids just general population some people and then some people who have been so accustomed to needing to stop the sensation of conflict Mm. that they just do whatever they've known that ceases that feeling the quickest way they know how yeah um and it and it comes back to this. I feel like a broken record, but I'm going to try to make sure that there's relevancy within this broken record. Of it all comes back to body, mind, emotion, mm-hmm. because when um, people are living for, if you will, because they don't want to disappoint, and it is well intentioned, it's still a reactive state. Yeah. It's something that says, "Okay, I'm experiencing this," so. In this reactive fight or flight state, my procedure memory says, if I do this, then it will relieve the sensation. It's the pressure release valve, but not not going about it through a chosen action like we did at the beginning, through a chosen action of the body. So because it is all so interdependent, when they um, acquiesce to whatever it is that they're feeling like they need to, then that tension goes down and they feel better for a while. Right. And it gets stuck in a toxic stress loop, right? And then, the, but then implosion or explosion are the two extremes of being physically in that toxic stress loop, which then very well may mean they're the bully on the other side, right? In some other situation. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so these things are not exclusive, you know, one and done, it's this and that's all. Yeah. It's. I'm thinking, I'm trying to put it in like a practical scenario that'll make sense to me and hopefully everybody else. So I'll give you this. So let's say you have a parent who is, they're hypercritical every time their child makes any kind of decision Mm -hmm. from the time that they're three years old. Mm -hmm. They're always like, 
kind of pushing them to do things mom's way or dad's way or whoever it might be. And so then as we get older, we are like trying to avoid the the blow up that's going to happen when I make a decision for myself. Mm -hmm. And so every time I'm going to make a decision, I think about, well, what would mom think of that? Mm -hmm. And so then I basically mom is still making my decisions right. for me, even when she's right. not there. Yeah. And may not even be a conscious thought. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so like then that that is the pressure release valve right mm -hmm. saying okay well i'll just do whatever she would want me to do mm -hmm. um but then that that just builds up pressure over time Correct. where there's there's either going to be like one of two things happen there'll be a big blow up and mm -hmm. you'll lose the relationship entirely mm -hmm. um or it'll be like a like it'll never be resolved right. and someday when mom dies you'll carry that with you forever yeah yeah <laughs> right i right. mean that's mm -hmm. both of those sound absolutely horrifying to yes me. Yeah. <laughs> um i guess the right. other like the third option would be like i'll just completely disconnect and like go off and um find some other escapism which right. might be alcohol or drugs or whatever yeah. else might be right right so. and so and the, and when i say this all interrelates and goes together so even when we're trying to have a conversation um like perhaps summer was talking about because she, she it sounded like she had experience with people that she cares about or or situations that she cares about and so when we don't have that prefrontal cortex available to us that we do when we're in rest and digest, it's very difficult to identify and communicate our position in the way that we, in, not in the way that we intend, in the way that it can be carried on caring, mm. right? On saying, you know, I really want to move through this with you rather than it be a... Yeah, because yeah. it's easier if we don't care about the other person. Right, right? way I mean, easier. <laughs> we can way dismiss easier. it, but when it is, and it almost always is, those right. close that's where we can be hurt the most because Correct. of because of the closeness right yeah. right because we care and we want to protect that relationship but again that functioning we we try to outrun it in whatever form it takes mm -hmm. but we can't truly ever outrun it yeah so like if there's someone out there like right now so mm -hmm. how would they i guess how would they recognize that that is indeed what they're doing and then how do they move forward they feel like they're suffocating like I was experiencing <laughs> yeah. when yeah. I was listening. I mean, because truly the breath starts moving up here uh -huh. and you're going, ah. Um, but really just being miserable, right? The kinds of things are, when our selves will ask to be heard and the more they ask, eat. I don't want to sound like I'm like, I'm not... I don't have many personalities, right? <laughs> but, um, but the self, the soul, right, who we are created to be will keep poking and say, ah, uh, you didn't really want to do that. Or, ah, uh, remember that daydream you were having and you were feeling like, wow, wouldn't that be great? Oh, but it's impossible. Those kinds mm. of, of experiences I don't think really need to be described um, in that if we know we're not living for who we were created to be, we know we're not living for who we were created to be. Yeah. It's, you know, we know when we're suppressing our own selves. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think it, this is, and it's, I would say you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> big time. Because I, I think every single one of us, like this is one of those universal things that mm -hmm. we can very easily get caught up in. Mm -hmm. And I think the last two years has especially, it's created an environment where that can just run rampant in right. our own lives right. and in our families. And, and mm -hmm. we can very quickly, like, I mean, 
it can get crazy fast. Right. Well, and estrangement, right? Yeah. So that's why we have all these factions, all this tribalism, mm. right? We have all these tribes out there, which are, again, we want a sense of belonging, but that's not supposed to be exclusive. It's supposed to bring us through ascension mm -hmm. to who we were created to be, not lock us down into only being able to hang with people who are just like us. Mm -hmm. And because that's where people are finding safety and security, that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, and it will, it's really easy once you get to that point. Like tribalism goes to a whole, like, it can go to a really ugly end mm -hmm. because ultimately you can look at the other person as if they're not even human right and we forget like we lose all empathy because we're so caught up in just like in winning for the sake of like easing my mind mm -hmm. that i will do anything right. uh, to get to that end which right. can sometimes lead to like death and bloodshed right, at, at right. its most extreme right when well when i talk about the two the two extremes of implosion or explosion explosion is murder and implosion is suicide yeah okay so yeah and that's i mean that's obviously not an end any of us i don't think desire no uh, no and we don't need to we, we we so don't need to live where those things are even like um so common Ugh, i hate to use that term they are though um but so common yeah yeah okay so if you're feeling that way uh you're in that place you have a relationship like that where you feel suffocated you're like mm -hmm. Gosh, I'm thinking so many examples now too. <laughs> like you have a, a coworker that every time you're around them, you're like suffocated mm -hmm. by them. You're in a relationship mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, it might be abusive relationship, whether it's physical, mental, emotional abuse, mm -hmm. and you're like in that spot, suffocated all right. the time. What do you do? Like, how do you how do you even begin to move forward? Well, again, we go back to the body. When you have time by yourself, with yourself, and that's the beauty of this as well, because meditation and a lot of other very good practices out there require that we remove ourselves to be able to avail of ourselves of the benefit. Mm -hmm. Calibrating the body, you can just do that walking around. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't have to be done when you have a minute to yourself. Yeah. Um, but when you have a minute to yourself to identify prefrontal cortex thoughts, Okay, because the prefrontal cortex is the one that long-term plans, takes in information, processes it to then prioritize. So that's going to be the place that really lets you know who and how and what you want to be in terms of what this situation is. Mm -hmm. All right, and so that's the part that I encourage if there's time alone, but in domestic violence situations, um, there's not time alone. Yeah. It's a it's a constant. All right. Yeah. So I I separate that a little bit because when we're talking about these things, they're all on a continuum. A, a few minor kinds of things like not wanting to um, have a you know an in depth discussion at work. That's on the very low end of the continuum, right? Right. And so you can identify how you want to um, communicate to the other pe person your position without it being a big deal. We can we can get to that relatively easily. Yeah. But when we're talking about um, really uh, dangerous situations like domestic violence, 
when we're talking about very ingrained ways of pattern and thinking because of trauma, all of these piecing outs require much more than me saying, ah, do this. All right. right. <laughs> um, so, so I want to, I want to clarify that component. Well, yeah, yeah. And all the, <laughs> all the situations are so unique, right? right. So they're but, all going to have. Yes. The details are unique, yeah. but the bottom line Correct. is the same. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's what I was getting to is like all these, like we can't, well, I guess you could put in the situation if you wanted us to kind of parse out details. Um, yeah. That would actually be helpful. That, yeah, that but, would be great. But um, if, like, I think the point is we have to calibrate the body just to even be able to turn on the brain. Correct. To be able to think through and make proper decisions Correct. moving forward. Correct. To and turn it, on the human brain because the reptilian yeah. brain, it's it's up, downstairs to upstairs yeah. kind of. And if you never... Um, well, I use like the executive functioning, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like you're 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 allowing the CEO of your brain to actually make the decisions Correct. instead of just reacting to everything around. Right. You're responding. Yeah, responding instead of uh, instead of reacting. Mm -hmm. And so, you have to get to that point where you can actually sit down and do that because you'll never be able to escape it. No. Otherwise, you'll just keep you'll just keep searching for the next pressure valve, like, right. how can I release this? How can I release this? How can I release this? Right. But if you can finally calibrate and you can begin to actually think about it mm -hmm. clear-headed, I mean, I this is how I operate here. Okay. I'll get pad and paper at home. If I yes. have a decision or whatever, mm -hmm. I'll start to write out my thoughts mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. I'll write pros and cons, those kinds mm -hmm. of things. And you can actually have that right. dis internal discussion yes, yes. <laughs> once and, you can calibrate the body. Right. And, yeah. and, um, Again, that's a very important component. Once you can calibrate the body, then doing that component, mm -hmm. don't forget about emotion. Checking in how, not just what makes the most sense, right? Mm -hmm. What makes the most sense in terms of how the fruits of the spirit, a way of being, yeah. right, are, are indicating to you whether or not you are indeed being true to you or whether or not you're doing something to appease someone else. Yeah. And I'll find a lot of times when I kind of go through that myself, mm -hmm. you know, I get my, my body right. And then I'm mm -hmm. checking my, my emotions and my mindset about the whole thing. And it's like, I find out that, um, the other person wasn't actually the problem at all. <laughs> That's nine out of 10, by the way. But that, yeah, <laughs> that my thoughts about them, <laughs> my thoughts about them and the way that I was perceiving their treatment mm -hmm. of me wasn't, isn't actually a reality. Right. right. And then I can like, then that's the dream scenario mm -hmm. because I'm, well, it's also a nightmare for some of us because then we're like, <laughs> oh, I can't blame anyone else anymore. <laughs> Darn it. Um, but when I realize that, then mm -hmm. it's like, it's a dream scenario because I have the ability Correct. to fix me. And that's it. Yeah. And yeah. And um, I should say I have the ability to fix me with God's help. Correct. And he's, and yeah. he's given us that, that ability to be able to, um, to walk forward. Mm -hmm. And so if I can just get to that place of like being able to sit down, I stop all my internal self-talk about how I'm being great injustice. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's not to like poo-poo anybody's actual injustice right, because right, there right. really is that. No, there's true. But most of, the, most of the time in my life, it's like my perception of it is wrong mm -hmm. and I'm just allowing these thoughts to run rampant and destroy me. Yes. And that's why I say nine out of 10 and not just you, right? Yeah. All of us, nine out of 10. I mean, way back in the day when I first really started getting a better awareness, I, I 
finally realized I'm like, when there's something wrong with everybody else, it's, <laughs> it's time to take a hard look in the mirror, yeah. right? And so that was, again, I think that's probably a common saying, mm -hmm. and that's a seedling of what all of this is. Because if we are reacting and we're seeing everybody else through the lens of who we are, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we see things. We say, see things through the lens of who we are, not how they are, right? Right. Most of the time, there are true injustices, as as it was important that you mention. Yeah. Right? I was just thinking about. I remember this marriage counseling thing. I think it was in Love and Respect, actually, the book. And um, he he starts these conversations as they're trying to rebuild marriages and things. And it's mm -hmm. like, look, obviously you guys liked each other at one point. Right. Uh, <laughs> do you believe that this is still a good-natured woman? Mm -hmm. Do you still believe this is a good-natured man? Mm -hmm. Like, do you believe that they're actively out to harm you every day? And it's like just even asking those questions about other people when we have mm -hmm. those kind of perceived harms in our own right. life, right. like it it then breaks down the barrier. Mm -hmm. Because even the overbearing parent, mm -hmm. the overbearing parent's probably that way because of some kind of brokenness in them. And they're not actually trying to harm you. They're no, trying to help you. Right. Again, uh, same deal. Most of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, everybody's doing the best that they know how to. Right. And so those parents that are hypercritical are probably wanting to make sure you remain safe or wanting to make sure you get out of their house now <laughs> wanting to make sure that you have whatever it is on their heart to make sure you have yeah right so it's again it's most of the time because we're doing the best we know how to do. Yeah, and the actions of how they're playing that out could be 100% wrong. Correct. And the motive yeah. behind it yeah. still actually be good. Right. And um, so it's important to kind of not just attach injustices towards us to that person as a whole. Like, and, but I don't that know how takes, to well, it takes word some, that. Well, it takes some time, right? First, yeah. we have to be able to be able to process the emotion that comes kicking up mm -hmm. whenever not only that person but anybody who reminds us of that person which again is why we're running around in hot messes mm. because we have all this <clears throat> excuse me unprocessed emotion right. that when we encounter something that five senses like out there it throws us right back to that initial shaping of it being a fight-or-flight reaction yeah um, and so it's really, so being able to get to the place where ener energy and motion can be released um, as an indicator for what it means and identifying what it means, then we can get to the component of healing and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But we can't jump right straight there. If we right. try to jump straight there, it's, it's a losing game. Yeah, it's just like, day-to-day -day building blocks mm -hmm. get these calibrations right yes work on you yes. as much as is possible mm -hmm. and then i well we could talk about this in a future episode because okay. i know it's a bigger topic than this but okay. when we get right we actually mm -hmm. have this impact on the environment around us that is way beyond what we think is actually possible yes yeah yes so and that's right right so interdependency yeah <laughs> all right well i don't know do you have anything else to add to this no, not today <laughs> i think this is a good discussion i think there's a couple of future ideas that i'm thinking mm -hmm. just as we're talking is number one that mm -hmm. environmental thing i think is really mm -hmm. it's really just cool yeah. uh it's just like a neat bit of science that mm -hmm. is um it's inspiring to me at least right, right. um inspires change in my own life and then like 
what if they never what if i keep changing but they never change then what and that's bigger than today too probably but it is um but let me just um like um throw a tidbit out there um (laughs) so you come back it won't matter and that's the real beauty right not that they no longer matter but that thing that they don't change won't matter because you will be in a place of being able to process through and come to your own understanding and conclusion of who you want to be in that situation, mm. not the other person. So good. Yes. And then nine out of 10, they start coming along. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, maybe that'll whet your, whet your appetite yes. for the next uh, episode. Um, or some of you will answer some, com- put some comments down mm-hmm. there and it will uh, inspire us for our, for our next episode here for next Monday. You know what? Excuse me. I'm sorry. I do do want to mention that as we're calibrating body, see what kind of thoughts come in that are kind of novel thoughts or kind of like, oh, I never quite realized that before. And start jotting those downs or, you know, making a note in your phone, whatever it is, um, and start getting an awareness of that. And these will be indeed the building blocks. Amen. Okay. All right. Well, bless you guys. Thanks for checking in with us today on Monday. And we'll see you seven days from now. Same time, same place. Mental Health Monday.